Welcome to the Gate Crashers Podcast, where we storm the gates of publishing and dare to talk about the realities of the industry. I'm your ivory tower representative, Amanda Liedeke, literary agent and vice president at McGregor and Liedeke. And I'm your self-publishing insider, Carice Crow, novelist and speaker. So it's Amanda's favorite time of the year again. And I don't mean Halloween and I don't mean Thanksgiving. It's not even the pre-Christmas. I mean, girl will belt out some Mariah Carey, but no, it's Amanda's favorite time of the year because it's NaNoWriMo. Uh, yeah, uh, we were just, Carice and I were just reminiscing on episodes for the podcast about NaNoWriMo and how pretty sure I crap all over it every time we bring it up. I think you do. Yeah, I'm pretty sure that's how that goes. I just, yeah. I hate it so much. Once once you know the way you feel about something, you don't change it very often. So I can't imagine that it hasn't come up in the past, or at least hasn't made it to the final episode, you know? Yeah. I think there was an episode where we, where I, I don't know. I feel like, it's, yeah, I don't know exactly. I don't remember exactly what I said. I know I'm not a fan. I know I have my reasons. <laughs> and yeah, I know my mind's not going to be changed. But I also know that a lot of people participate <laughs> and it's a yeah. big deal for a lot of people. It is. Well, and I think one of the reasons that NaNoWriMo is so successful and gets so many authors on board with it is because like as a breed, we are just kind of terrible at the whole like butt in seat fingers on keyboard thing. Right. Like just doing that consistently. And so NaNoWriMo, I think one of the positives about NaNoWriMo is that it kind of forces you to prioritize that when you should be prioritizing it all the time but hey for November we're gonna make it a priority yeah and then you know like it's it's kind of fun to have a goal that everybody else is working toward because so much of writing is so isolating Mm -hmm. and so having that like shared goal across people I think I think that gets I think it's helpful yeah yeah, I think I've I've known of groups that have continued to meet after. And for anyone listening who has no clue what, what gibberish we're talking about. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, NaNoWriMo, National Novel Writing Month. Mm-hmm. And that's where people pledge to write 50,000 words or essentially a rough draft of a novel uh, in the month of November, which is the worst possible month to commit to such a feat but whatever that's just one of many problems with right (laughs) and many people fail some people succeed and then um pretty much a lot of people just do it year after year you know whether they failed or succeeded they just keep doing it it's like a thing people do so yeah it's funny you say it that way because i want to try to reframe some of those failed NaNoWriMo's because it's like 1,667 words a day, every single day for the, yeah. no- for the month of November. Insane. I mean, it's a lot. Yeah. I mean, would you consider it if I wouldn't consider it a failure if was I, was I one day short? Was I three days short of my 50,000 word? You know, yeah. like that's still a yeah. ton of progress to be made. Yeah. So yeah. It puts so much pressure on people. And so, yes, it needs to be reframed. It needs to be seen as something to help kickstart a new habit rather than this is the beginning and the end of what I'm doing. Um, Because, yeah, it can be used in good ways. 
So if your NaNoWriMo is going well, I mean, this still might be helpful to you. If it's not, which most of them usually do not, then we have some tips for you. Yeah, some encouragement yes. along the road. Hopefully you haven't already closed the laptop and given up. Right. And even if you have, maybe you can open it up again. Yeah. And set some new goals. So I think one of the first ones that we should cover is literally just varying the goals that you have for NaNoWriMo. Because this like 50,000 words is a novel, 16, 67 a day. It's a very arbitrary thing, mm-hmm. right? And I know people who like, they there are certain days of the week, they can't sit down to write. Their schedule is too busy or whatever. So varying your goals, meaning it doesn't have to be 16, 67 every day. Maybe we just collectively do it over, okay, how many words did I get in this week? You know, you can change up your goals with that. Mm -hmm. Or if that word count just seems too high and you can't meet it, and that's totally fine. um, I think that using NaNoWriMo as, like we were saying, as a way of reframing your mindset about getting writing accomplished in your Mm day-to-day life. So rather than setting that goal as a particular word count, maybe it is a certain amount of minutes every single day. You know, did I sit at my laptop with the intention of writing for one hour today or for 90 minutes or whatever the amount of time is? And I think that could be a really good NaNoWriMo goal too, which is similar to something that you've done. Like you finished writing a book where your daily goal was you had to, what was it? One word. It was one word. One word. But you had to sit at the (laughs) laptop, you had to open the document and you had to put in at least one word which meant your mind had to be there like yeah. in the story at least a little bit, at least enough. And usually, you know, sometimes it was one word, but a lot of times it sparked a lot more. Yeah. Um. So yeah. I think using NaNoWriMo as a way to like just reframe your habits Yeah. can be a really good thing to do. Yeah. I think about our episode on the book Atomic Habits. And yeah. that book was really clear about if you really want to form a new habit, Yes, make it as easy as possible, but it also provided the this um, um, I don't even know what to call it, but it just said two minutes. If you can make something take only two minutes of your time, mm-hmm. you're that much more likely to do it consistently every single day. So there's a time goal for you then. If you can sit down for two minutes and work on your novel every single day for the month of November, then you might mm-hmm. have developed a new habit by the end of that month. And then as far as, you know, varying those goals for a lot of us, it's just not the right time to be writing a new book. Like I'm editing a book currently. Yeah. Um. So NaNoWriMo just doesn't appeal to me this year because I, I what do you want me to write? Like I'm, I'm still working on fixing the last thing I wrote, you know? Yeah. Like, um, but I think that, If you're willing to change up your goals and look outside of the box of just fresh words on the page, using NaNoWriMo as an opportunity to get ahead with your marketing or with your social posts or some other aspect of your writing career, how you reach readers, how you maintain that readership. Maybe you use it to revamp your newsletter, you know, or restructure how, which letters go out when, um, or set up a bunch of, okay, these are going to be my social posts for the next eight weeks. And I'm just going to get that done. Or these are the ad campaigns that I want to start running. I'm going to make a list of those and how I want to vary them. 
so just using that kind of writerly time to still do something that's productive, even if it's not writing a brand new novel, Yeah, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I know quite a few people who's, who use the time, the month to edit something or to, mm-hmm. they just shift those goals slightly. Right. And I think another tip that I know I find it useful. And I think I've, I've talked about my spite journal on the podcast before, haven't I? I think I have. A couple of years ago, I was feeling re- really frustrated because I felt like no matter how much I was trying to get done on my writing career, life would get in the way, family would get in the way, household, all that stuff. And it was causing a lot of division between Ben and I. And I was telling him like, you just don't understand the things that come up in my day. I and he was like, this, I, you're yeah. right. I don't like, and he was just, and he will admit this. He was being very disrespectful and rude and just kind of minimizing what I was accomplishing. And I was, I was so mad about it that I said that I thought to myself, okay, if you're not going to listen to me, then I am just going to start keeping a daily log of all the stuff that I did in my day that took up a significant chunk of time so that I can show you the next yeah. time we have this argument in a few weeks that I kept a log. What do you mean? I haven't been, I've, I've got proof right here. And, uh, what, what ended up happening and I did start doing my spite journal, it helped. It helped so much because I was so in my head about, well, I feel like I didn't get enough done. I feel like I tried to work, but I don't feel like I accomplished anything. When I actually started writing down the things that I accomplished, I had more motivation to accomplish more and I got more done. Mm. So it like, it totally came around and I I learned something new about myself. Mm. But when it comes to logging your accomplishments, give yourself all the credit in the world. Like give yourself extra credit, even if it's something, especially if it's something that you don't struggle with. Like I'm sure you do not struggle with checking your email every single day. That's just totally habit to you. But if I was going to tell somebody, log your progress, if you want it to help you feel like you are doing things, you are being productive, you do have momentum, you know? So logging those things that are easy to you makes it easier for you to feel like, oh, well, I didn't just do two things. I actually did five things. I'm doing great. I bet I could do six. I bet I could do seven. I'm so productive. So yeah, like logging what you've accomplished every single day even in just short little sentences. Yeah. Two thumbs up from me. And then of course, you know, if you're trying to accomplish things, minimize those distractions, put the phone away, better yet, put it on airplane mode, put it in another room, take off the smartwatch, let everybody in the house know that this is where you're going to be. This is what you're going to be doing. And unless somebody needs stitches or something is actively on fire that shouldn't be on fire, you don't need to be disturbed, you know, even right. consider turning off that Wi-Fi. I think for a while there, you might've had an extension on your browser so that you couldn't access like social media during certain hours of the work yeah. day to help you get more focused. And it worked. Yeah. 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 Turning off, like, I mean, yeah. Setting that phone notifications, tr- setting phone no- notifications to silent mode or mm-hmm. yeah, getting that browser plug in that, it helps. And also just um, taking away the pressure. And we t- this goes into the other points, but that pressure to like reach a certain level of 
you know, maybe I'm doing 500 words. They have to be the 500 best words. No, that just needs to be <laughs> words, you know, like, right they just got I, to be on the page yeah, just like removing that. Sorry. I feel like that this isn't another point entirely, but removing that, that self-expectation that you have to, for it to be perfect or for it to be printable or whatever. No, it just needs to be there. It just needs Mm -hmm. to be there. I agree completely. Yeah. And the other things that I do for minimizing distractions besides, you know, the obvious like phone, smartwatch, maybe turn off the Wi-Fi. I make sure that when I sit down, my space is fully prepared for me. So like the cats are kicked out, the door is shut. My water tumbler has ice in it and it's full to the brim. I have had some sort of food, so I'm not going to need any kind of snack. Like I've tried to get rid of all possible external stimuli Mm -hmm. so that the only thing I can focus on is what I need to be focused on Mm -hmm. instead of, you know, you sit down to write and you're like half an hour later, I could use a snack. Maybe I'll go get some chips. Maybe I'll just make myself a quick little snack, Mm -hmm. you know, and then it's an hour and a half by the time you come back to it. And your writing time is gone. Yeah. So an idea I have for this, because like, what if, like thinking about what you just shared, what if your life situation is just so insane that it's just not possible to get time alone? Like what is true for many times for me? Mm-hmm. Like it's just, it's just not feasible. I was, I was, I remembered this phase of life in which I was literally writing a book on my phone and I had Google Docs on my phone and if I have to sit upstairs with the kids while they play, then I'm going to be sitting there writing on my phone instead of scrolling through Instagram. And so writing on my phone became the new, you know, scrolling, you know, instead of, instead of scrolling, instead of watching videos and seeing posts and checking the news or whatever, I was just right. writing a little bit at a time and it added up. And mm-hmm. those words were not good by any means. When I, when I went back through to edit that thing, I could tell (laughs) like, oh, I was probably writing on my phone here. Right. (laughs) This is not good, but it was something I had something to work with. Yes. You know, (laughs) no, I think, I think that's great. If you, if you can't carve out giant chunks of time, stealing it wherever you can. Yeah. Basically. That's how I think of it is because that's really hard for me to say, well, I've only got 10 minutes. You know, oh, it's going to be 10 minutes. So the doctor calls me back. Yeah. I'm going to sit down and make notes. That doesn't usually happen. It's been happening more often since about March. But yeah, that was yeah. that one was a really, really hard one for me to ever adopt into my day to day life. It's even thinking about that now, I'm just like, oh, how did I do that? Like, it sounds like the most overwhelming, right. horrible thing. Mm-hmm. But I think I got at the time I was in this phase of life where I was so mad that I wasn't having any time to do the things I wanted to do. Mm. And it drove me to the point of desperation where I was willing to do whatever it took. Right. <laughs> so. Yeah. I mean, sometimes that's that's what it takes. Yeah. <laughs> and even if you're someone who says there's no way I could write a book on my phone. Yeah. That's fine. Could you take notes? Yeah. Can we can we outline the next scene? Can we sit there and think, okay, so I know I'm going to have an hour later tonight. I've got X, Y, and Z to do. Maybe we take 10 minutes during lunch or earlier in the day, whatever yeah. it is, to just make a note on your phone of, 
okay, these are all the things I need to do. How do I prioritize this? Yeah. How do I break this down? So that when you arrive at that hour, you have that true full hour and you're prepared for it rather than just kind of stumbling into it. Like who knows, who yeah. knows what's going to happen. So yeah, I think whatever NaNoWriMo is to you, uh, whatever you're trying to accomplish with it, just bear in mind that it's just an internet challenge. After yeah. all, we don't need to take these things too seriously. You know, goals and pushing ourselves are wonderful. But even if you don't hit all of your goals, if you don't hit that word count, you made an effort. You still mm -hmm. made progress. You still did something positive. You still pushed yourself forward. That's really what matters at the end of this, not who actually finished an entire novel in a month. Yeah. Give me someone who learns a new habit over someone who wrote 50,000 words in a month. Absolutely. You know, I, I want this person who formed a new habit. I would take them any day. Right. Because that's the, like learning yeah. how to fish versus just catching one once. Thank you for joining us for this episode of the Gatecrashers podcast. If you found value in this episode or in any of the episodes we've done, you can drop a tip in our tip jar. You can send a tip via PayPal. Simply use our link paypal.me slash gatecrashers or log into paypal and search us using our username which is at gatecrashers and be sure to be here next week for a brand new episode